When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Ian's at six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not done. It stands uh, but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hey everyone. Hello. Welcome to ENN. Ray Row. I'd like to start off tonight by saying good evening to Michael. Time for the case, sir. And good evening to Don. Dying alone is very underrated. And to Michael. I'm a blob, not well defined. And to Michael and Don. Don, why are you so down on yourself? You're really handsome. Yeah, you think so? And to myself. What does it feel like a pipe? And lastly, we say good evening to Dave Rothenberg. What's up, Ebro? It's never in my life have I heard someone trying to be cool and failing worse. Have you ever? No, he's a doofus. (laughs) Now I'm so thrilled that somebody as hip as Ebro would know who he was, and he just lost his, his mind. Kind of similar thing happened with Q-tip, right, Peter, over the summer? Well, no, the Q-tip thing was was actually, before coming on the air, he admitted that he knew nothing about Q-tip, didn't know who he was, though he had heard of A Tribe Called Quest. And then when Q-tip came on the air, he just, like, he really, uh, Anthony, can you even find a clip of it? He, like, really tried to force himself to be friends with him. He asked him to go to a family barbecue this weekend. (laughs) Or that coming weekend. It's in, it's it's ridiculous. I can't even think. Let's go! Of something that Ebro would like less than to spend any significant time with Dave. And and he didn't know who Ebro was five minutes ago. Why would he know who Ebro was? I would assume he he does. More so than Q-Tip, I would think. He's a radio guy. He knows that I'm on Ebro's show. That's, Ebro's. How, that's how he knows. <laughs> Look, even the mayor knows Ebro. Ebro's. No, he really doesn't. Yeah, let's uh, let's go back to last night, shall we? Sure. Let's hear what happened. Ninth inning, Michael K on the Yes Network. Here's the three-one. Drill deep to left field. There it goes. Number sixty. Slide over, babe. You've got some company. Aaron James Judge has tied George Herman Babe Ruth with 60 home runs. How many times did you say that when you were in in Maryland? Which one? Slide over, babe. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh, I think it extended here as well. Wow. I never thought about it when you said that, that that line that that you used, it's the equivalent of like what someone, a guy would say to a girl in VIP at a club. Slide over, babe. Slide over, babe. Got some company. Yeah, I'm joining the booth. 
Which Here is I a come. really good line if you think about it. Oh, my God. Peter, I didn't even think about that. Slide over, babe. Now, if this conversation, like let's say we you threw out there as a possibility. Right. And then Peter suggested what he just suggested. Would that have moved you off the call? I, I, I don't know if I would have made the call if I thought of it previously. It just came out of my mouth. You really hey, man, what's up, Eddie? Good. You really didn't think of any of that until no, I thought I all I thought about was I've got to connect him to Ruth somehow. Of course. And then, you know, after that, it was kind of organic. Oh, so so the connecting them was why you went with the assassin names. What do you mean? the assa- yeah. <laughs> No, I mean, it just makes it more official. A lot of people don't hear him called Aaron James Judge. I don't even think I remember that was his middle name. I don't think anybody knew until just now. That's right. See, I, I'm, I, I don't just announce, I teach. Now, did, uh, Anthony, you don't happen to also have, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm blindsiding you with this. I should have written you earlier, but I'm a hack of doodle doo The Q-tip mm-hmm. thing is, I don't I don't think that's happening. I, no, no, no. I don't no, think I cut okay. anything from that. We've no, moved no, on. It's okay. We've moved on from I'm there. sorry. But, but uh, you don't happen to have Sterling's call from last night, do you? I don't. Look around for it if you can. I'd like to hear. I just haven't heard it yet, but not urgent. Let's hear for right now, though, Michael's call then later. The same inning, the Stanton walk-off. That one's drilled to left field. Is it high enough? See ya! A walk-off grand slam, and the Yankees win! Judge hits 60, and the Yankees win in walk-off fashion. Wow, what a beauty. What a night. And let's let's hear it. Here's what it sounded like when uh, Sterling called the judge homer. The three-one swung on that. There it goes. Deep left. It is high. It is far. It is gone. He's tied the babe. It's a judgey blast. His 60th home run of the year. Wow. All rise. Here comes the judge. Call courtesy of WFA, and of course that that uh, John really got excited there at the beginning, Michael. He did, and for him to say "wow" like that, he was genuinely excited. Well, let's hear the Sterling call of the walk-off. Swung on, drilled to deep left. That ball is going to be gone—a grand slam to win the game. A no-one-out, bases-loaded grand slam, bottom of the ninth, and the Yankees have come back. In the ninth inning, with five runs to win the game 9-8, Stanton finally delivered a bullet line drive in the left field seats. Giancarlo, Nancy Boscobarlo, a Stantonian home run, a bullet line drive in the left field seats. What an inning. Judge homers to make it 8-5. Wow, he did all of them. And probably finish that up with Yankees win. Uh, to me, that would it would be so exhausting to remember all of those calls that he has and to get all of his like catchphrases in. I, I don't know if I could do it. Uh, first of all, I don't have a great memory. I mean, for him to get into uh, wow, that's why he's a legend. What does the Giancarlo one mean again? It, I, I really have never been able to really decipher it. He got only Giancarlo is that that enamored with it. What is that, Anthony? I believe it's he cannot be stopped. Giancarlo, no puedo se par. Yeah, he no cannot be. Po, that sounds right. He cannot be stopped. Call, he's been Anthony. stopped for like 19 games before that grand slam. 
It's a great point. Um, let's hear from Aaron Judge after the game. What, what does 60 mean to you? It's tough to say because don't, I don't think about it. I don't think about the numbers. And, you know, when you talk about Ruth and Maris and Mantle and all these, you know, Yankees greats that did so many great things in this game, you know, you know, you never imagine as a kid, you know, getting mentioned with them. But it's an incredible honor, you know, something I don't take lightly at all. We're not done. We still got a couple games left in this in this season. And, you know, hopefully a couple more wins come with them. Um, are you comfortable with the added attention, Aaron? Getting a chance to play baseball at Yankee Stadium, you know, in a packed house, you know, on a first-place team. You know, that's what you dream about. I, I love every second of it. You know, even when we're down, you know, you don't like losing. But I knew, you know, with the top of the lineup coming up, you know, we got a shot to come back here and do something special. So I'm trying to enjoy it all, you know, and soak it all in. But I know I still got a job to do out on the field every single day. And, you know, I just got to keep my head down and keep preparing and stay mentally focused. He's he's really pitch perfect. He he doesn't he doesn't make missteps. Now if you want one little misstep, one I'll give you one. You just wow. said he doesn't make any though. Well, I, I maybe I'm being ultra critical. You got to come out and talk to Meredith when you do that home run. You gotta. It, it's it, it's imperative. And what, what happened? What, he didn't. He he. Uh, I think he thought that Jean Carlos hit was bigger and that he should be the one. You, you got to know what what the the story is. Yeah, the story but, is but, you. But you like where it came from. No, the story's yeah, not still, me. The story the right is move. the guy who won the game because the game's more important. I, I think mm-hmm. that's actually cool. I'm, yeah. I mean, I went through it um, my own little mini going through it with Kreider last year. Like, if if he scored a goal and he lost, he didn't want to talk about it. He didn't care about it. And we 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 talked to him on Monday. You know, he doesn't even think about those things. It's all about winning, and you love players like that. Like, listen, it's not about me. It's about my teammates. The story is Stanton, a home run, and we won the game. Not that I tied Babe Ruth. And that's, and that's, that's all fans want to hear and see. So I, I disagree. I don't think that's a misstep. I think that's what makes him so endearing to fans. And the teammates. But do you think fans wanted to hear from him on the field, the people that were in the stadium there? But it's coming from a place of why am I the story? No, I just no, had but, a, but, I, but, I but one see, run that, of the nine we scored. That's that's being way too humble. You 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 know why you're the story. You just hit the 60th home run to tie Babe Ruth. That's yeah. why. Yeah, but you could totally understand why a, a modest person would say, "No, no, no, John Carlo, you get out there. Come on, this is your night. You just you just hit the game winner, walk off grand slam. Come on, I've had 60 of these. I, I don't. I I would done. I th- I think it's. Then why did he, when he got to the uh, press room, the first thing he did was he apologized, apologized to Meredith on the mic. Oh, he did? Yeah, I'm sorry well, I didn't, just, didn't come out and talk with you. Makes him even like nicer. Right, so, like, so he's just perfect. What you're yeah, saying just, is he's everything. A, he's, he's the perfect human being. He's, yeah, he's basically. Yeah. A Christ-like individual, if ever there was I, one. And you know what? And it's. It's not as noble as you think. I think a lot of athletes, at least the really good ones, think about their teammates and they think about wanting to win a game. I, I, really, I judge he didn't want to come out for the curtain call when it was eight five because it felt like they were going to lose the game. And if they now lost that, the I game, understood. Yeah, that I got. So it's the same thing of like, listen, the story for him, like to the public, is that we just won a game, an important game, a step closer to clinching a playoff berth. And Stanton, who's been struggling, just hit a walk off grand slam. That's the story, not me and my little accomplishment. That's the way he looks at it because it's an individual achievement. It's not a Yankee achievement. It's an Aaron Judge achievement. But the ultimate teammate looks at what's, what's the end game for the Yankees and the team. One's a cool story. The other one is a very, very important story. So 
I'm with Peter. He's, he's, he's almost a perfect human being. I'll tell you what, though. I am starting to get a little, and I'm, I'm not even a Yankee fan, okay? But I'm starting to get a little, like, preemptively bummed out at the idea of him not being here. Don't don't think like that. Especially if he gets the record, it would stink. So I don't know. I I'd mean, still I'd still say the odds are he returns here. You think so? Yeah. The, I I mean, if you're giving odds, it's it's over fifty well, percent. He comes back here. And here you want it. You want it, it's like something to chew on, Peter? Please. And be and get depressed about even if he comes back. I love getting depressed. This is never going to happen again. Like even even if the Yankees re-sign him, great player going to the Hall of Fame, this year's not going to be duplicated. It, it just can't be. The, the, these are years that come along every every thirty four years if they come along at all, thirty forty years. So you you think he's going to be able to, to, to? He can't top this. You think he could ever match it? The odds would be no. No, I mean that's it, just that it, it's inhumane. Right. So uh, he goes out there and has forty home runs and a hundred and. 13 RBI, that's an excellent season. Might actually have him in the running for the MVP. Think how far that would be from what he's doing right now. It's pretty fascinating stuff. Um, Tim Kirkshaw was on ESPN Radio, and he was asked, he was asked, who is the all-time single-season home run leader? It's a line in a record book, and it's important. However, if we start taking records away from players, and we are really going to destroy the record book. There was an asterisk next to Roger Maris's home run record for a very, very short time. And then everyone recognized this is really bad and this is really unfair. I think we should just leave it up to our best baseball fan and let them determine who is the all-time single-season home run leader? For me, it's Barry Bonds, but I understand anyone who looks at this differently, and that's the beauty of the sport. It's a record, it's a line in a record book, but it doesn't tell the whole story. I think that's the way you have to leave it. Everybody has an individual feeling, and you let people decide who they feel is the, the number one guy. But that's why you know Judge did the right thing but still major league baseball acknowledges 73. Yeah. That that's that's the record. If you want to privately say I don't buy into it, that's what's great about sports. You know, a team can win a championship, but we can actually have a conversation there might have been better teams uh or what team's better than this team or, or we can come up with any kind of excuse, oh, well they did it during this year or that. That's that's the beauty of baseball. But at the end of the day, you look in the book and the book says Barry Bonds 73 is the record. Let's and the rate from, he's going, I guess it's not. that's not even off the table. Let's hear from Aaron Boone on just how special this judge season is. And I go back to the context of the season, and the more I look at it and dive into it, it's got to be an all-time great season. I think it mirrors other sports we've seen. You know, Gretzky in the days where what's the difference between one and two? Jim Brown, Babe Ruth. I think it's that kind of season that we're looking at. He sounds like, right. uh, sound like Jeff Van Collinsworth right there. That's a great conversation. Go ahead. Is what is the greatest single season in sports history? And where does this rank among it? From a statistical standpoint. Like Gretzky I, Gretzky's eighty one eighty two is is it's really difficult to top. I mean I don't 90, think he can beat I don't think he can beat Gretzky. 
but it's it's when you come up with the top five, I, I would think judges would have to be in the top five. I mean, are we are we gonna are we gonna talk about Will Chamberlain averaging fifty points for a game for a season? Well, yeah, it's got to be in the conversation, right? He was a foot taller than everybody else, but it's not his fault. <laughs> Yeah, so is Aaron Judge, you know. But, but, um, but no, but uh, it, it, listen, that could be an, an outstanding top five that maybe I'll work on at some point. Because that, that, you got to put in the work for that. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Let's, uh, let's go to football for a when? moment, shall we? Now? Yes. Here's Robert Sala's update on Zach Wilson. Bob. Yeah, he'll take another step up. It's not going to be much different, but he's still going to be in practice. And he's progressing very well. I uh, like the way he's moving, but we'll ramp him up just a touch more, get to the reevaluation, and, and make decisions on how he needs to proceed from there. And is Wilson on track for week four still? It's the earliest that we were given. He is progressing very well. And I don't want to talk for doctors, but it's the earliest. But we are confident that he's looking really good. So we'll see. I, and he did make clear today, Don, that when he's available, he will be playing. But what is available? You know, is, uh, is this, one a deep, time is this said, like a deep question you're asking? No, no me? Like, it's, it's deep in the sense that it's it's it depends on what they deem to be ready. Because I heard they're not going to play him until he's 100%. So that doesn't mean, well, when he comes back to practice, or it means when he's 100%. Now, the way he talked, Peter, if I if I were a betting man, he's not playing in Pittsburgh. Well, that was the earliest we said. When he's right. ready, he'll play. It, it it gives them the wiggle room. If Flacco beats Cincinnati and they want to ride that wave, they can do they can do that without making it seem like Wilson is being stunted at all. It's like, oh, well, he's just not a hundred percent yet. You know, we're still waiting. He's doing some really good things, but we're kind of just waiting for 100%. I know the Steelers aren't great, Peter. That's a really tough place to make your season debut in Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, it, that's true. I mean, so, it's, not, it's not necessarily what it once was, but it's still something. No, you're, still, it, you're still dealing with a, a fierce defense. You know, and then the next week, you're, you're home against Miami. Again, no great shakes. I mean, there's no perfect place because then after that, it's at Green Bay at Denver. You know, so... You don't want to get – that's why I think it's kind of silly to think Flacco's going to continue to win, right? I mean, we don't know if he's even going to beat Cincinnati at Pittsburgh, home against Miami, at Green Bay, at Denver, home against New England, home against Buffalo. You know, you're not going to get too many wins no matter who your quarterback is with that kind of a schedule. I'm just saying the fact that he said, well, Pittsburgh was the earliest, we said. We're waiting for him to be 100%. If I had the lean, I would say we don't see him until the home game against Miami, which would be week five. Now, um, speaking of Pittsburgh, we just didn't mention this all week. Uh, I don't know if it crossed your mind at all. You know, I was in New England, so it was the game on TV. It was the Patriots and the Steelers. Don, that was like a perennial, incredibly meaningful 4 o'clock CBS game. Did that game at 1 o'clock on Sunday with 
the quarterbacks with Mitch Trubisky and Mac Jones, did that not feel like it had lost so much luster? Oh, it's, yeah, absolutely. That's that's so yesterday. Now, and, it, and when we say yesterday, we literally mean yesterday. Like, this is the first year. But you get that feeling with New England, right? I mean, just come on. They made the playoffs last year but just humbled in the postseason. I don't think anybody really thinks they're going to contend for the division. So maybe they could be a wild card team. Maybe. Pittsburgh, you know, it's an end of an era. No Roethlisberger. And I just wonder how much Belichick has the appetite at this point. Accomplishing this much at his age. How much of an appetite does he have to do this and not be out on a boat in Nantucket? I see. There's two ways to look at it. Now, now's the perfect time to get the heck out. Right. But it's in his soul. And if he ever did find a way to get this team back without Brady, because it probably does bother him. Brady has one post New England. Now, I don't know if he's close to winning, and it, it's not fair to expect him to win with Mac Jones as the quarterback. But if they find a way to get into the playoffs again with him, I mean, it does kind of add to the resume. People, the only reason people kind of respect the the chances of New England making the playoffs this year is because of Bill. So is this the ultimate challenge that he just can't pass up, or is he just delusional? You know what? Thinks he can do something that he can't. I know the perfect person to ask about this. Dan Orlovsky. Now the big. Dan Orlovsky will join us next. That will do it for ENN on this Wednesday evening. We will get to the bottom of Flatulence Gate with Dan Orlovsky next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hear more of Michael, Don, and Peter live weekday afternoon starting at 3 on 98.7 ESPN in New York. The ESPN app, the TuneIn app, or on your smart speaker. Hey Alexa, play 98.7 ESPN.